guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So I don't know if you've ever been really thirsty in your life. Like you've gotten to a point where you just have, you're so thirsty you don't know what to do. Uh, I was looking up, again, take this for what it's worth, it was on WebMD, and it was talking about symptoms of dehydration. And it says temporary blindness. I mean, that's a pretty extreme one. Irritability. I know there have been times where it's like, I'm ornery. Then I'm like, when's the last time I've drank water, right? Sometimes it's irritability. Weakness. You just feel lethargic. Maybe it's because you haven't had water. Dizziness. All of a sudden losing your equilibrium a little bit. Confusion related there. And I thought this was interesting. Cravings for sugar and salt. Okay. Those are some of the symptoms that's, again, according to WebMD, that are from dehydration. Now, with that in mind, let me take you over to John chapter 4. Now, John chapter four is a wonderful story about this woman right here. She is simply known as the woman at the well, a Samaritan woman at the well. And whenever I've tried to teach this story, and I know maybe those of you who have taught the gospel here and there, I think there are some chapters that are just hard to teach. And I don't know what it is about this one. For me personally, it's hard to teach. I think there are some stories out there that simply need to be read by the student, read by the listener. And the teacher can then kind to, you know, throw in some things as well, but it's, there's some scriptures out there and some chapters out there that just need to be experienced by the individual. I think this is one of those that does that. So I would invite you to go in. It's about verses nine through 26 or so, but it's the story of this Samaritan woman of the well, right? She's going there and she's getting well water. Now, a couple of things here that I think are interesting as you're going through this story, and there's actually several of these, it shows the evolution of this good woman's testimony and knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. For example, verse number nine, uh, as they're having this conversation, as Jesus had just asked her to give him to drink or give him some water. Verse nine, then said the woman of Samaria unto them, how is it that thou being a Jew asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. This dates back all the way to Old Testament times. It's like Jews and Samaritans don't get along with one another. The Samaritans are kind of half Jew, half Gentile. And so there's always been that friction there. And she's like, why is it that you're talking to me? You are a Jew. Okay. So that is how she recognizes Jesus in, in her first interaction with him. So they have this little conversation uh, about what living water is. Jesus explains to her from about verses 10 to 13. It's like, whoso drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up unto everlasting lasting life. Now, verse 15, look at what has happened to her, the evolution of her knowledge of Jesus Christ. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. And so all of a sudden he's gone from Jew to sir, right? There's a respect there. And he's like, why don't you go tell your husband? This is verse 16. And the woman said, I don't have a husband. And Jesus said, you are right. Thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands. He whom thou hast now is not thy husband. In that saidest thou truly. Look what happens in verse 19. Woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. 
So it's evolved from Jew to Sir to Prophet. And as Jesus continues to talk to her, he is alluding to the fact that he is that living water. Verse 25, the woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. And when he is come, he will tell us all things. And then the coolest statement, Jesus says, I that speak unto thee am he. Now, cool thing about this, verse 28, the woman leaves her water pot, right? She came for well water, but she leaves with living water, which is so cool. I love that. And uh, she goes and tells people, come see. There's that come and see idea again that we talked about in John chapter 1. Come see a man which told me all things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? And so Jesus has now become the Christ. So this little experience that they had together, so he went from being a random Jew all the way through to now, this is the promised Messiah, and this is Jesus Christ. And what does she want to do? Go tell people about him. I love that natural progression there. Well, what did this woman experience here at the well? Elder Bednar gave a wonderful talk called A Reservoir of Living Water. It goes so well with this uh, chapter. The living water referred to in this episode is a representation of the Lord Jesus Christ and his gospel. And as water is necessary to sustain physical life, so the Savior and his doctrines, principles, and ordinances are essential for eternal life. You and I need his living water daily and in ample supply to sustain our ongoing spiritual growth and development. So back to what WebMD said about dehydration. I want to take a spin on this and I want to talk about has there ever been a time where you have been spiritually thirsty? You know, you got plenty of water in your body, but your spirit is thirsty thirsty. How do you know if you're spiritually dehydrated? The same symptoms that are found in WebMD throw a spiritual principle to them here. Temporary blindness, okay? You lose your ability to be able to see things as they really are when that's the case. Irritability. I think there are times where our spirits get irritable and they want that water. They want Jesus Christ. Weakness. You got dizziness and confusion. Our world is, is so confused right now on a lot of very basic things because Jesus is not a part of their lives. Cravings for sugar and salt. I was thinking about this and how that ties into this. Sugar and salt may not be the healthiest things in the world. So all of a sudden you start getting cravings for those things that aren't the most good for us. Now, a little conversation you could have, or you can journal this, or you can have this with your family, is basically, what are some ways that you always quench your spiritual thirst? Now, one of the things I like to do with my seminary students often is, what, what are ways that you do that? But you cannot say the words prayer, scripture study, and church and temple attendance. Not that those don't do that, but those are sometimes just the go-to. And there's a reason why they are the basics. But eliminate those. What are some things that you do to quench that spiritual thirst of yours? And when you are thirsty, meaning you're not seeing clearly, or you're irritable, or you're confused, or you're dizzy, or you're craving spiritually unhealthy things, don't go for the well water that the world offers because it's just going to keep, it might satisfy for a minute, but it's going to keep getting you thirsty and thirsty to the point where you're going to drink from that and it's still not going to solve that. You get Jesus Christ in your life and you're going to find yourself never thirsting again. The more Jesus is in our life, the more we repent, the more we involve him in ordinances and covenants and all those things that we do. That's where that thirst is really going to be quenched. I love that this chapter teaches that so well, and I know that it's true. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. 
And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.